0: Hello and welcome to Voices to Dream, where my hope is that through listening to the stories and wisdom of my guests, that my listeners are inspired to use their voices, have greater conversations and dream big, dream big. And together, hopefully, I guess my ultimate hope is that we can all help to make the world and our lives a better place. I'm Suzanne Mann, the Challenge Girl, and I have a very handsome guest with me this evening. This is, please welcome, Givetan Galen.
1: Hello. Uh, thank you. I, Appreciate the intro. I think the last name is Jelen, though. Oh, but- J- I was actually <laughs> going to say,
0: am I saying it correctly?
1: <laughs> and okay. It happens all the time.
0: I am so sorry. I don't know if you're getting that right now. But oh, there's... There is a, everyone, welcome to the Bahamas. Even if you've got your phone on silent, you get a Marco alert for if there's a missing child. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. That comes, that comes I, I, to. I have, I have the United States number, so I didn't, I think I missed out on that. But. Ah, okay. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that's that's what just sounded like a fire alarm going on. That's okay.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so we will we will say i hope i hope that, sure. that child yeah. that child is found um Absolutely. Gale, so yes giveton how do you say
1: jello J- jello Jellin. Jellin. yeah your mom
0: your mom uh, okay well I'll uh, <laughs> just so no, everyone yeah yeah so everyone knows how i um i've actually met giptons most of your family now haven't i i And I was calling your mom the wrong name as well then because I was calling her Mrs Galen. Um, Ah, okay, okay, okay. But she didn't correct me. She should have corrected me. Just so our listeners, my listeners know, um, I met Giveton at at, uh, The Current, which is at the Bahama, one of our local resorts, which does such a wonderful job of promoting Bahamian artists whether musically uh you know artistically painting sculpting photography all of it it's it's really a beautiful hub for Bahamian culture I think and um I was just there I was there because Givton was there with his crew at the time and giving a workshop to one of to my son's year and some other schools and Giveton is a amazing musician. And so I was just there to listen to some great jazz. Uh, but the thing that then inspired me to ask Gifton to join me today was the fact that so much of what you were saying that was related to music actually just relates to life in general as well. And it was really, really inspiring, I thought, to musicians and non musicians alike to learn to live life that way as well. So I'm very grateful that you could be with us. And before we just, before we start and I get you to introduce yourself for me, I just wanted to check in with you and see how, how are you checking in today, Givton?
1: Uh, I just want to say thanks for that introduction. Bahamas is one of the best, you know, artist spots. You know, we were able to uh, talk to them recently with John Cox, mm-hmm. who's, you know, the the guy down there, and he was, you know, excited to do something like this, and he's all about, you know, sharing community. And so uh, it was it was good to that was the first one we've done, and obviously we won't do more of them. So uh, look forward to that. But um, today is good, and all things have been great uh, as of recent. And also, even since the last time I saw you, we were talking about some of the things I was working on. Um, I was talking about uh, my album that I just got done recording, and um, at that time, and then now I'm actually at a, you know, uh, I'm at the process where I'm doing post production, and so we just got done, done some of that stuff recently. So it's coming together, and all the steps are just like a beautiful journey when it comes to making an album. Yeah. So I'm also getting that process ready. And then also trying to continue to build on some of the things you saw at Bahama, which is like in the shed. And we can talk a little bit more about that you know, as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, fabulous. I've got to, I've got to just ask quickly when you say, so with, do you enjoy all of the steps? Do you enjoy like the post-production as well? Like, Or is it, because it's so much more than just playing the music, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Uh, When you, I guess the post-production is just like, I find that the record is done when you're done recording, right? Like it's it's, in terms of you can't really add too much more than what was recorded. Like the magic is in the actual act, but the post-production is just, the process of kind of getting it out to people, you know, making it accessible in all these different devices. And can, can I can I hear this clearly on an iPhone? Can I hear it clearly on a laptop? Can I hear it clearly through my headphones? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the job of uh, one of the amazing uh, engineers that I've had the opportunity to work work, work with. His name is Dave Donington, And he did my first recording, which was True Design, which is out on all streaming platforms and this second one we just got done doing this one and it was just another process of listening to every song listening to how do I want the trumpet to sound what's the balance that stuff is i don't know it's 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 beautiful in its own way but it's not the, it's not as fun as the actual playing itself you know so yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yes well that's well that's what i imagine because you know there's the, there's the artistic part and then there's all the other stuff that you just have to do with it which is it can be a little yeah. bit annoying but thank you for asking how i am i'm i am hoping that we, we were just discussing i'm hoping this podcast goes well because we had a bit of a delay in starting it, but now we're actually in the middle of a fun Bahamian storm, and we've got thunder
1: and lightning as well as our
0: as well as our lost we'll child right. updates.
1: I believe in the Bahamas. I think we'll
0: be alright. <laughs> I love this place. I love this place, and you never know what it's going to throw at you. Yeah. Um, would you be able to? I always like. I just always think that it's better for my guest to describe themselves rather than me just reading from a bio. Um, who, who is Gibton? Are you able to give us a bit of your background, a bit of who you are?
1: Well, um, that's a great question. So I am a, you know, born and raised in the Bahamas. Um, I was raised um, in the church. My mom and my, and my dad, as you see, um, you visited my church. Um, they are ministers ministers and growing up in that environment was like the best experience because I was able to like get introduced to music not even trumpet but just music you know just listening to I guess this is a story that when I was in the womb my mom was recording my dad's like gospel album and really? and I was listening to that whilst they were while I was in the womb and like you yeah. know and it's interesting how that works but that was maybe the backbone to you know me falling into church and playing drums for the church, playing piano for the church and then and that led into me you know playing at school as well and things led to another I got more curious about music when I pick up the trumpet and uh, I started playing gospel music at church and on trumpet and hymns and soon I was like, who are the greatest triple players in the world, I did like a search and I started seeing all these names. And this is prior to me going to Jacaranda House where I met Adrian Diagolo, who's like, you know, a a jazz pioneer, especially in the Bahamas, but in the world as well. But he's really fostered a scene here. And I met him at the right time at like 12 years old. And he's been my mentor and through us knowing each other and working. I've uh, all led to me going to school to Oberlin Conservatory for in 2017 and then 2018, I transferred to Juilliard where I graduated there in 2021. And um, during my time at Juilliard in New York City, I've just been collaborating with all different types of artists from John Batiste, you know, to Winton Marsalis, to Roy Hargrove, to, uh, you know, uh, a lot other, like Gary Bartz. This is, you know, the name, I guess, in terms of the collaborations, New York is a place where, you know, the opportunities, Dan, if you, you know, make yourself known, you know, it, you know, you can kind of create those opportunities for yourself. So it's just been amazing and a, truly a blessing to, you know, have a place to kind of, you know, be in New York city and do this music thing, come to the Bahamas, spread that knowledge, kind of create these connections Be in this like unique position kind of thing, kind of being the bridge. I, and I look at it like it's not just me, it's just community of us. Like there are people working with me right now with um, In The Shed because it's an online thing as well. So it's, it's a lot of work going into it, but it's it's amazing to be able to give back.
0: Yeah. So your father, does your father, he actually has an album himself.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a music guy. He's I think that's where the music comes from. My mom sings. My, my dad You're- is like you know, jack of all trades, but he kind of, I think he's more of a guitar player than anything. He always has a guitar and he's always playing a guitar. But um, I learned like some piano, like my first notes on the piano from him. I learned the first notes on trumpet from him too. Like, you know, just like how to play a note and how to play a C scale. Like I learned all those stuff, you know? And so like, he definitely was a jack of all trades. He could play like a lot of the different instruments, but he's more a guitar player, I'd say.
0: Yeah. And it's obviously it is. It's throughout your whole family because when I first the day I met you, your brother was playing the drums with you. Mm-hmm. And when I so anyone who hasn't who hasn't seen it, if you go onto my voices to dream Instagram, you'll see a reel that I did of going to going to church with um Giveton's mom. And oh, Giveton, it was just so so. First of all, it was all in Creole. So I didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> but your mom was so incredible because she she was just translating for us as we went, oh. which was so beautiful because we were everyone else there spoke Creole. But mm-hmm. it was just such an amazing experience to see the and to feel the joy coming from everyone. You know, uh, the music yeah. is not it, 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 it's not just music it's it's love and it's joy and it's like this uh, it's such praise you know um there was dancing and you know there's it, the, the music was so loud it will as well it was fantastic your sister what was your sister playing she was playing sax yeah she's a
1: sax, sax I mean, she's, yeah. a church. she's playing the sax yeah she, amazing. She's
0: and yeah. your, I mean, your grandmother was there. I didn't see her playing anything, but I sure saw her doing she, a gig. Yeah, she
1: sings too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, she. Everybody do their own thing, so it's it's dope. It's
0: incredible. I can I can understand that. That is, I mean, when when you're surrounded by that, it'd be hard not to sort of take that About, on. But how yeah. h- how easy or hard was it for you to? break through like is it uh, to to become to get to that level where you were then able I mean like did you get a scholarship to go to college or to go to because I know that you changed to Windsor at one point and you know was that like scholarship how how what do you have to do it's
1: it's it's, yeah it was a journey and 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 I think that's why I say it's a community it's a village because Miss Lisa McCartney who's you know dead to my heart and has been so uh, you know, uh, gracious to my family, you know, when I was uh, grade 10, I transferred from government high school to her school, Windsor. So that was a great experience for me too, because, you know, I was, you know, kind of put into a different environment where, you know, I was like pushed in a lot of ways. And I and I think that that obviously was a good foundation for me, you know, going off to college from there. Um, and I got a scholarship a music scholarship to go to Oberlin Conservatory because i auditioned i don't know why i did this but when i was most was time for me to audition i was so keen on Juilliard being the school that i go to so i i did everything i did they helped me like i i sent my uh language teacher like my Juilliard essay right and she's helping me with this and i was like all right this is going to be the only school that i send <laughs> an application to yeah and I, I I went there. I got the I got the uh, the second audition. Went to went to the you know to the facility. Did the audition. Made it to the last round, which is like they have like a callback. Yeah. The same day. Make it to the last round, and um, they said we'll get back to you. And that year they waitlisted me. And one of the judges that was at the audition it's like man he he went and talked to adrian Diagola, who i was talking about my mentor he flew over there with me and he said man you know i really love this young guy i would love to you know because i wanted to study with eddie henderson this is one of the judges who was at the audition and i wanted to study with him so he was like how about he just comes to Oberlin conservatory to study with me and that led into me getting a full ride to go to Oberlin conservatory <laughs> so it's like this whole wow it's like a whole like you know kind of like a journey from moving from one place to the next but that was what I truly needed too you know now looking back like I needed that time to really work with Eddie even before transitioning to New York and about a year later um, things led to where Julia got back in touch with me about reauditioning, and I sent um, my tape again and that was when they accepted me so it was kind of like you know, I had to go through that process. Yeah. But that all led to me getting to New York and being able to live out my wildest dreams in terms of, you know, hanging out with one of my uh, heroes on trumpet, you know, Roy Hargrove, who's now passed away. You know, he passed away in 2018. And I really, you know, he's one of the people I really looked up to and I got a chance to really connect with him. Um, and also Wynton Marcellus, as you know, and Nicholas Payton, mm-hmm. Those are like you know some of the top trumpet players for me moving to New York City, and I'm glad that now I can say I've created these relationships and you know and learned from these you know amazing you know musicians. So just really grateful for the journey, and you know it's all through you know God.
0: Yeah, you know. it all happens for a reason, doesn't it? You don't yeah. you don't necessarily know at the time, but I've got to ask. Okay, and this is maybe this is like a mom question as well, but how do you how do you make a living like you know it's this thing of uh, artistry you know it's it's such a competitive field in that as well how can you be assured even if you've been to somewhere like Juilliard that you'll actually be able to live off it
1: yeah I think that's one of the main things right now where we're trying to figure out how do you, how can you become an artist in 2023? Because there's a little bit more involved compared to back in the day and now. I think a lot of it is how creative can you be about, you know, about your brand, about your business, about putting that out there for a lot of people to see it and, you know, generating people that are gonna come in that would be interested in, you know, what you provide. And I think that really has to do, that really has to do with the other side of it that's not, that doesn't have to do with the musical side of it. I think achieving musical excellence is the first like priority, like the, you know, the, the value has to be there. Yeah. But in terms of when it comes to how do you create these relationships with people and how do you, you know, set up shows or set up, you know, uh, incentives for people to want to, you know, want to see you at a show or want to support something that you're doing or, or, you know, it can be, it can, it can happen in, all type of different ways. I think it has to. As an as an artist, you have to set it around things that you're passionate about doing, and I think that will naturally lead you to a place where you build your you know you build your brand enough where you have enough opportunities that are coming your way to you know to see yourself through. And you know I think it's different for everybody. Like I can I can tell you that there are musicians that are working college jobs, or you know have a teaching position or you know working working with a uh, educational organization, you know or you know there's many different ways you can do it if you want like a stable salary mm. right um, But in terms of what we do, like I'm I, I'm definitely a torn torn musician, but I've, I've I'm also an educator like that's the things that I've been doing here recently and um, so it's just building your life around things that you're passionate about doing. That are not necessarily like actively playing but will naturally like raise you know in terms of um it will just naturally raise your network you know it raised like the amount of people that you're connected to can lead to other things and lead mm. to other opportunities and possibilities kind of thinking right yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Well, we'll talk. Well, at the end as well, I'll make sure that everyone gets your Instagram. But obviously, like you're, you know, that's one of the things that you're doing with a lot of your Instagram posts and that as well. Obviously, trying to get some untold stories and stuff out there as well. But it leads me into one of the, when I was looking through one of your untold stories behind legendary musicians, I'm not actually sure who the person was who who said this, who your guest was. So you might be able to tell us that. But I loved that he said, the question is not how do you play the way you do, but why do you play the way you do? And I thought, well, from one musician, (laughs) if a musician says that, it must be a good question. So that's something I wanted to ask you. I do not have, I love listening to music, Gifton, but I am not musical at all. (laughs) I love dancing. (laughs) That's okay. I love dancing. I was in musicals when I was younger, but um, I don't play any instruments or anything. But yeah, why why do you play as you do? And maybe you can describe to the listeners what sort of music you do play as well.
1: So yeah, that was actually Stacy Dillard. So Stacy Dillard is like uh, a New York tenor saxophone player. And, and he's just like one of the legends on the scene. He's been there for decades and has, uh, and has, you know, it's just, a vibrant character in the New York community. And he's he's just a very real type of um, person to kind of have a conversation with. So our conversation led to us talking about the why mm-hmm. instead of the how. And and I think it led there because we we were talking about just how sometimes when we hear these records and then we hear this great music like John Coltrane or Miles Davis, you you know, you kind of think to yourself, oh man, how are they doing all that stuff? Like, it kind of just becomes where like the institutional part of what's being pushed out right now is just saying, oh, he's doing this like this, or he's doing this like this, and Charlie Parker is playing this here because he's doing it. And it's like all this analytical kind mm-hmm. of you know, uh, side to what's being played in the music when the most important thing is actually why did they play the way that they play because when you understand the why you can now create or you can now start to express yourself from that same sort of perspective right and that leads you to a better position compared to just analyzing what they played here because it's not gonna it's not gonna come from an authentic place Mm -hmm. if you're like regurgitating what the masters did you kind of have to come from a place where it's you're you understand you know their 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 standpoint and 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 like when you understand it from that kind of perspective you can really hone in on what they left for us compared Mm. to uh breaking it down so analytically and not using it or not using the information that they left for us in the ways that can truly be impactful because Mm. it's all about it's all about this it's all about this interaction musically right mm. and this cannot be regurgitated I can't practice and rehearse something mm. to say to you in these moments right mm. so it all comes down to their life experiences and what brought them to be in that moment in time and to play the notes they chose to play at that mm. particular time so you know what I mean so it's, it's really it's about a form
0: like- of it's it's like empathy
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it really it all goes back to us as 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 uh as humans and and our human like our our self our awareness of self mm. and soul searching right to kind of get those answers because you find that you know you're you're gonna play ref- like your playing is gonna reflect who you are no matter what you know and that's really what it comes down to yeah. Mm. And so, so, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's obvious by this point that I'm, you know, passionate about music and jazz and Miles Davis and all these, you know, um, great musicians that I have, you know, fell in love with, but now I can connect that to, you know, my beginnings in terms of the Bahamas and Haiti and, and how, you know, American jazz connects with, uh, You know Bahamian music or Haitian music and the rhythmic sort of like intersection.
0: Mm. Yeah Yeah. well that's and and I guess that's where I mean that's just the first our first like example of why why I love it you know I, I guess I just hadn't really thought at that level before but it's like um you know I dabble in poetry you know and again it's that feeling of everyone and whether you're making the music or or writing the poem or or listening the thing is mm. that everyone who's listening reading interpreting the art has their own perspective on it as well and and makes it makes it their own so i i just love that there is not only the the why behind the making of it but there's the why behind the listening to it as well mm. you yeah. know it, it creates so a
1: duality yeah yeah
0: yeah duality.
1: and and, and, find
0: and i think that that's i think that that's where in life as well you know it's in every conversation you know there's the <laughs> it's it, it's the the why behind why that person is speaking that way to me today and the why behind I'm why I'm perceiving it that way too. So Mm -hmm. I just think you know all of these things are they're great for us to understand better understand each other. Um Mm -hmm. so that's where that's where I, I I love it. I love it. Um one of the things that you talk about as well is that your music speaking to people on a much higher human level which sort of you know relates to this as well and i love i love how you talk about our interconnectedness and how for you you know on your website and that as well you talk about how you want it to inspire people to think about our commonalities rather than our differences and you know that's I'm that's something that's very dear to me as well uh you know and even in moving over here from Australia wherever wherever people are in the world I think you know there's there's so much that where brings us together rather than tearing us apart and you know things like obviously music music is something that's worldwide you know <laughs> laughter, laughter music smiling bleeding crying they're all they're all connecting us there but how do you see what you do with music as bringing people together in this way
1: it's a beautiful question um yes music is one of those things that we i think it's like the great unifier if that's even if you can even say like you know if you can even phrase it like that uh it's i think that when we do play like there's we can take it we can take it to this level too like there's the 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 feeling that the sound itself is making you feel right the sound like the pitch or the pitch bend or like i like to look at it as like we can be affected through just the vibration, like of the emotion, like like we're like as humans, we're we're experiencing, you know, like and emotions throughout, you know, like every moment. And when you look at it in a musical sense, when we play with a sense of emotion or like a feeling, like that's naturally going to reflect also in the music itself. And so that's also a layer that's connecting people, right? Because If i play something like you know like sad right you know you know like very like soft and very like you know bluesy or you know however you want to consider or dissonant right Mm -hmm. whatever those qualities are that are going to create that like kind of like sad kind of feeling that's an emotion that i'm actually like putting out there and i'm touching people through that and there could be some commonality through just you know, the feeling of lost or the feeling of, you know, or if I'm playing something or something like super bright and something super, you know, happy, that's, that's emotions that I can actually like convey through no words, but just musical, you know, just, just, just only music solely. And so I think that's a part of it where we can naturally create that commonality. And I think it's also because of conditioning, because we all, have some level of background to the sonic world, since we were, you know, very little to today. And so, all the popular songs that's been around has been playing on all, all of the Disney movies we've watched, all of the commercials with the, you know, uh, catchy sort of uh, jingles. Uh, yeah, like what they call jingles. Yeah, so like all that stuff is part of our conditioning mm-hmm. and us as artists we, you know, depending on, on our experience, we might also share that similar condition. And and so it's tapping in with things that we also know as well, like just inherently. And so we play that and then it kind of just, we send out a signal and whoever, you know, uh, uh, like knows it, you know, when you tell a joke and someone like gets the joke because they they know the reference yeah it's similar in a sonic world like when we actually are playing and because there's some natural conditioning involved and we also are part of that conditioning we connect somehow somewhere somewhere in there right and so that's like there's a lot of layers of how you know people are also getting these effects so you know just to break it down again number one being actual vibration like the emotion from this the sound itself mm. and then you also have the reference from maybe music you've heard from the past and like your your sub, you know your perspective you know um connecting with that and being like oh i've heard this before right and that you know creating a, a reaction out of your you know listener um and then the message right like if there's like a meaning behind why you wrote the song like, mm. you know, if, if there's like a, like I have a song I that I wrote called, um, which will be in the upcoming album called Persevere, right? And so, yeah. you know, just from the actual title itself, you have a certain feeling about like the meaning behind this, right? And so that's also where we can also um, connect through, you know, or find the commonality through the message. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you see a lot of, you know, great you know, musicians like Bob Marley and his message and, or, you know, you can look at anybody that, that have crossed that kind of place in terms of touching, you know, many people, there's that level of commonality, you know, and I feel like the message, like single words can be one of the more direct ways to do that. But I do think that we can also do that in a, just a solely musical way too.
0: Yeah. It comes in through all of the different ways. Why is it why is it important
1: to you? To be able to connect with people that way or just well, music in general?
0: And I think, why is it important to to highlight things like our commonalities for
1: you? Mm, because it's the only, it's, I have this song that I um, have on my um, latest album called True Design, which is called Search for Mutual Connection. And <laughs> it's 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 basically like that's how our world works like it works through connections like that you know they're like all the people that we meet like how did you meet this person we met I, we met we met at current right there was yeah. some level of commonality there like you were you know there was some level of connection that you knew somebody or somehow the advertisement got to you or maybe someone sent it to you from a friend there was some level of connection that led you there right and then mm-hmm what we started talking about, right? And how I started talking about things that you saw had connections to some of the things you talk about on your podcast. And that connects to me now talking about these things is all through these, you know, connections, but they can be very like they can go from like like huge connections like mom and like son or father and son. Or like, you know, or just the fact that I'm into uh let's see, I'm fact That I like pizza and I went to a pizza yeah. store, and I like pizza, was- you
0: like pizza, friends,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean. So it's it's it, go- it goes down to that, like, that's our like, that's our mode, as like, we're social creatures, and I think yeah. that it's through these connections, even in the music, that we find that makes it powerful and makes it impactful. Because if I think the only reason why we love music is because you know, I mean. I don't want to say that. that's 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 a crazy way to start um, a claim, but I I think it is coming from the fact that we all as humans are living in a human experience, and we have actual humans using these tools. It's like you know to create something from their human experience, mm-hmm. and then other people come along later later down the line and say, "Oh, I know what that feels like. I just went through that." you yeah. know and yeah. like there's there's that reflects itself even in like the most complex of ways even like in a musical like 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 in in jazz like where you know you hang these chords and you hang all these like you know notes coming at you and you're like oh man I feel like I've heard that somewhere like it's 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 all through like if there were machines creating music like obviously you know we're in the time of ai and all this mm. stuff is going on but I don't think that connection would be as impactful compared to like a human, like, you know, making decisions, right. Mm. Like musical decisions and mm. creating a certain feeling through that musical decision, because it's, 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 through a perspective. It's just, you know, like our consciousness, like it's yeah. everybody has their own imprint in terms yeah. of how they see the world. And so like, that is what I find that, you know, makes that part of it so important for me. And, think as artists that's 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 a big part of what we have in terms of you know when we play music for other people or when we play music for people that come to hear us play it yeah Yeah, a big part of what we have is the connection how do I connect with you when you come to hear me play Well,
0: well this is this is a totally left field sort of thing that I I don't know if you've heard this but I think I got it right I heard that I think Dolly Parton has recorded Every recorded herself singing pretty much every word possible so that in wow. the future they can make a song. They can have her singing songs even when she's dead.
1: Wow. Do you think I, it would I work? Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised with the technology nowadays. Um yeah, but could it AI, how could it have the heart though? I mean it won't. See, that's I think that's that's really the hard question because I think it's only using reference from what was done before. Mm. So it could never really express Dolly Parton. I don't know if it'll it'll if it'll like have the what I like to call it is like there's there's like the idea of like when you're you know living through moment to moment from to moment to moment, you're in like you're in different head spaces I like to think of head spaces a lot more because as you're in different moments you, when you you know go back to your art or go back to your mode of expression you're going to approach it differently inherently because you are in a different headspace, you're in a different moment in time yeah and I think that like with AI it would take information that was you know that had been done in in the past and it would take that information and it would you know, reconfigure it to make something out of it. So I it will just the at the very best, it would be a you know an amazing artificial version of her. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's hard to imagine, isn't
1: it? Yeah, there's some AI stuff right now with with some of the like with Rihanna voice and, you know, and all these different celebrity voices. Yeah. 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 Possible.
0: I must admit, I, I much prefer the real person, but
1: oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it mimics the real thing,
0: no, no. Now, one of the things as well, so when I saw you at the at the current in the Bahama, one of the things that you did that so impressed me and I loved. so because it was a workshop, not only did you play, but then you were talking and answering questions from the kids that were there and a lot of them were musicians themselves or you know are doing music and you know you got and it was just so beautiful Gibton, anyone who had their instrument with them Gibton actually got them to come up and um and play with the with the band as well and it was just it was so incredible I mean there was one boy there who we watched him blossom right then and there because when he walked up to you he was he was so shy and he you know he he sort of said I I think he'd only been playing for a few years or something and he was really nervous you could tell and you know he I think you got him to play something and he sort of played it played it but he didn't play it with heart and you got him to open that up. So I just thought that that was so beautiful and I love that you were doing that sort of thing. And so I guess I wanted to ask about your passion, your passion with and how you try to use music and educating the up and coming uh, musicians also to help spread this message of love and compassion as well and and what what does that all mean for you
1: um yeah I think the passion has to be there you have to love it um because that's the only time I think that like you're planting the seeds like or you're planting seeds and you're not you're not just planting seeds you know it's actually coming from from your core in terms of the words that I would utter or whatever, whatever, whatever questions that were we'll asked and whatever words that came to me in the moment is coming directly from, you know, my heart to these, you know, to whoever um, is asking the question. So sometimes I don't necessarily know what specifically I would say, but mm-hmm. I do know that um, I think the, the where it actually has impact is when those things are something that like it comes from you, and it's because you love this and you really want, you know, you really want to show people that oh, this is possible for you too, right? And you can, you know, you can do this. This is this is attainable, you know, through you know, really putting yourself in that position and like uh, being disciplined about practicing and you know looking for the music out there that really inspires you enough to want to do this at that level like and that's not going to happen for everybody but there might be somebody who it impacts in that way and, and and that's a good example because I remember him and he really you know you can tell that like he had something about the music that was very uh, special to him and you could tell through you know just the way you know he picked up the horn and the way he played you know I think he naturally was he naturally probably if he was in the room by himself, he might have played that way. But mm-hmm. I think because he was in the you know room with a bunch of people watching, you know, it took more for him to it or it took more for us to get that out of him. But it sometimes you can't teach that part of it. You can't teach mm-hmm. how to love it. So I think it's just about showing people that, oh, that you know, if I give you know, if I give people the right information, it might take them closer to finding that thing, to finding yeah. that thing that truly moves them in the music you know and it's different for everybody
0: yeah it's and it, it it's I think it's amazing and I think especially living here in the Bahamas I mean I've I've been I have friends who are in the sporting field so I've been very aware of you know kids who are able to get out of you know poorer situations through their sporting prowess but you know again it was it's really beautiful to see that there are people who, who like yourself who have had mentors and are now willing to mentor others
1: yeah it's it's important mentorship and like a guide you know it's it's I think it's that thing where it's like the analogy when people say if you teach somebody how to fish, you know, like they'll always learn how to fish for the rest of their life yeah. compared to just giving them, you know, fish whenever they need is an example in terms of mentorship because I find that that process of teaching someone how to fish, like is kind of showing a student or, or showing someone, oh, here's the, here's the true potential, right? You can do this. You yourself can achieve this level, you know, or can achieve you know, just whatever goal that may be right, this level of greatness, you know, and whatever field that may be. And like, when the student gets to the point where they can see it for themselves, and they know the steps in which to achieve that goal, right, like, are, like, that's, I think that's when, you know, the mentorship is truly impactful, because, because the analogy is a fish, catching a fish, but in terms of it can be applied to anything, and especially when it comes to music, the process of, you know, getting that fish is a little bit more layered in terms of, you know, the time that you spend with working with the music, the information that you go and you look up to be able to um, have the right information to work on, or, you know, the great musicians that would probably spark some level of creative uh, juices, you know, to, you know, to be inspired to, to write like somebody like John Coltrane or to write like somebody like Quince, uh, sorry. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, it, can, it can be anybody, it can be like uh, Ray Noble or Cole Porter or yeah. you know, all of these great composers before us, Duke Ellington, right? Um, so I, I, my point being is that like, however that process is, the mentorship is kind of like the process that gives you the guide to getting there and then because at a certain point for me with Adrian, when he started to you know give me these recordings of these great musicians and tell me about music and tell me how the art, I need to be listening to everybody in the band and give me just like these pointers, which is a little bit more, I don't want to say a little bit more complex than Catching the Fish, but there's some steps involved, right? Yeah. And once you internalize that information, you get to the point where you start to do that work on your own, mm. right? You start to do that work on yourself and you start to build on yourself daily and you find that you know you gain this level so sometimes people think that the mentorship is the only part of it but it's also the work that you put in given the instruction
0: yeah and there's got to be a lot that's based sure um, I mean I presume there's a lot that's based on things like your self-confidence as well because I mean the greats Never actually, like, surely as you're creating something, you don't know that it's going to be great. You know, everyone has those doubts too.
1: Yeah. I I, I, I think the best way to think about it is, uh, I was talking about this thing like like a flow or something like that. Yes,
0: like, I saw that on your Instagram. Yes. Yeah,
1: where like sometimes you don't want to inhibit the flow or you don't want to inhibit the flow of how things would go about and and what I mean by that is like the greats and people that you know exude this level of like confidence in whatever they do it's not like they're thinking it's not like doubt is in their mind when they're actually in the act I think it's actually nothing you know like the, you know like how we're having this conversation there's not like a uh point where I go to my encyclopedia and I or I look, you know, and look in the thesaurus or, and, I, and I start seeing these words and I say, oh, you know, maybe this word would be the best word to use for this because a lot of it is coming through, you know, doing some just work, prior work, right, and then coming to the point where it's just about expressing myself, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment and it doesn't have to be a certain particular way and um, I think that's what, I think that's what that's what creates this like You know, masterpiece kind of thing that we like, that we've, that we know, we know what it is when we hear it kind of thing. It's because these guys are just living their lives and they've, you know, they've, they've internalized the information in terms of, you know, whatever the song is. And and it's another day for them. And they've accumulated this confidence in their abilities where they can just express themselves. Mm. And that natural way of just expressing yourself. Now that can become you know something that people can probably hear again because there was no level of force or yeah there was no level of like you inhibiting yourself by thinking on something whilst you're actually in the act. yeah, like you know when you're in the act, you're just in the act. you're not yeah. you're not thinking about, oh, this this might not be the take or this like you know what I mean like oh th- this is not the one while it you know what I mean it's just yeah, it just is.
0: Well, it's, it's, I guess yeah. for me, it really relates back to, I mean, we are sort of in this world where, and I guess I see it a lot in the up and coming generation as well, where, you know, it's like, oh, I just want to make the, you know, I want to make a TikTok video that's going to go viral, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it is like, it's this forced sort of thing. This is, they've got the goal and they're like, yeah, and I want to do it. And I want to do it the first time. Rather than it being this passion, this heart, this authenticity that people can see, okay. and I, I guess that that's where that's something that I'm I'm hoping to help inspire people with as well to have that understanding that it's you know when you're when you're working from your heart, whether it is in music, whether it's in poetry writing, whether it's in your whatever your work is, you know, following your gut rather than being out there to like, you know, I'm trying to make a million dollars.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I think you make a million dollars through like preparing and finding out all the information, you know, that would help you be, you know, as prepared as you can be for the moment. Mm. And then the moment happens and then you're just being right. You're just, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's natural for you to think that way. It's natural for you to, you know, make decisions that would make sense to you, given them from, you know, given the information you've accumulated all these years and time spent and, you know, uh, building a craft to have the confidence in those like, um, situations. So I think like, that's really what I think the value just comes from at that point, building yourself up to that point, And then. Going into going into the situation, being yourself.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Now, give to, I know we've discussed a lot of different things, but I do always like to ideally leave our listeners with a bit of wisdom from my guest. Um, something that you'd like to—is there something that you'd like to share with our listeners that can possibly that they can be doing today, maybe to make their lives better and ideally to help them make the world a better place because they're living better themselves. Is there something you'd like to share?
1: I think, I think we all in terms of every day, whatever that goal is, whatever that passion is, I find that you need to figure out, I feel like it's always something that's a moving goalpost in terms of What's that next thing that you know is our like is going to fulfill our our heart's desires, right? And you find that sometimes when you the sooner you come to figuring out what's that thing, you know that way you can put in your energy into into it in the ways that, and then you find the best fulfillment out of that. You find the best fulfillment into finding the things that your that's your heart's desires, and then putting your energy into it and receiving, right? Through actually like, I think the best way to put that is- So like you're your purpose? Yeah, it's, it's like a purpose thing, but sometimes when you say purpose, it can seem like it's only one thing and it's only gonna yeah. be this one thing forever. That's true. But it can also be like something that's constantly, you know, uh, evolving, right? Mm. And that's how we are too, as humans, right? Where, you know, it goes from, I want, you know, I want, what is it? Like, I want a Blackberry for my birthday. And then the next, you know, maybe five years from, you know, from then it's like, I want a car for my birthday. Mm. Uh, And like that kind of thing is the process of growing and, you know, and constantly, constantly building on what you have, right. And constantly building every day to something greater. And I think we don't have to think about that purpose or that long sort of like, journey compared to thinking about each step of the way and, mm-hmm. and and valuing the process like that and and that's what I mean by in terms of your what's it, what's your heart's desires can be like from moment to moment in terms of like how do you make someone feel right you know in a you know or or how how can you be more like how we were talking about earlier like empathetic you know to others mm. like these things that in terms of can be just can be can seem very small but have just like a larger impact mm-hmm. in terms of true you know your heart's fulfillment and i think that that's why we're here right because we go through the world and we, and that's how we figure out what we're meant to do in a way right mm. through, i'm interested in this i'm interested in this i'm not interested in this right and having a good way to really like discern that and and to follow through with it mm-hmm
0: Beautiful, or like I'm thinking, set like setting an intention.
1: Yeah, it can be like that. You can look at it like, like that too. Yeah, but you know, you that set, it's, you set things,
0: each yeah. day to to and I like how you how you say, you know, with. I think I mean I even forget sometimes. I, I often forget myself that you know it's the, the 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 little things, even if you don't see the outcome of it straight away uh you know what what an impact that can have on your life or on someone else's life and you know the roll on effect of what that can do. So even if it is yes, just I mean, you know, talking to someone.
1: <laughs> yeah. It could be it could be as small as yes, yeah, just talking to someone. That interaction yeah. can spark something in, in you, right? To you know come to another realization. Oh yes. Like, you know, it's just it's it's amazing how we can always learn through every, you know, waking moment and i think even you know we can also learn through our sleep too so uh, yeah there's always opportunities (laughs) to learn (laughs) so i i just yeah i just want to be open
0: beautiful well gifton how do you i mean you were talking about your up and coming album so if you can tell us that as well and when's when's that sort of due out and how can our listeners find out more about you how can they stay in touch
1: so, if, if they're yeah, not in I, New York. <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying to make myself uh, accessible, you know, everywhere. That's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be, you know, moving everywhere. At least, you know, look, I, I want to I wanna see the world. And so maybe I'd be in, you know, somebody's town sometime. But uh, yes, I have a new album coming out. It's called Island Dreamer. And um, it's supposed to be coming out this year, probably later on this year. Mm-hmm. but uh it's it's an album about you know my musical upbringing what i call the musical dna I think everybody has a musical dna all the music we've heard like the conditioning that i was talking about mm. all these movies we've watched all the sound like the, the you know the soundtracks to all of them and like that's that formulates your taste buds for later on in life mm. and um that's kind of like what i what i've been documenting mm. and i wrote i wrote this music to basically reflect that and it's a lot of music reflecting directly to the Bahamas mm-hmm. also to the church you know yes and I think this is
0: felt. is this the yeah. album with the um the song that you played that has to do with the ocean
1: yeah Blue Hole yeah Blue Hole
0: I love <laughs> that yeah. that was definitely that oh, was you. one of my favorites when you played it so I can't wait for it to come out because I really I really did love that song
1: oh thank you well yeah so it's you know you, you find that there are a lot of direct, uh, references to the Bahamas. Um, I have a song on there that's going to be in memory of, you know, the lives that were lost during hurricane Dorian. Yeah, and, right. you know, so there's just a lot of music that I've been writing throughout my time at Juilliard mm-hmm. and up to this point, the pandemic, especially. Yeah. So it's kind of like now finally rolling out and I just feel good about it because it's a trilogy and it's it just gets to take people on a journey. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can find that later on and you can follow me on my social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook at Gifton Um My first name on Instagram at Gifton and mm-hmm. Gifton Jelen, my first and last name on Facebook and on YouTube as well. I also have, as we talked about a lot earlier, in the Live Instagram Um and as well, online we have an innershed live website, which basically gives you a whole uh, breakdown. Um, we can talk a lot more about that as well um, later on the call. I mean, just later on, just to tell you about some of the things we're working on. Yeah. And um, no, please yeah, do let us people- let,
0: let me know now. Like that's um, before we finish up. What's what? Because that's again, that's accessible to everyone.
1: It's accessible to everyone it's absolutely free for people to really understand or get a sense for you know some of these great musicians and some of their thought process like we're going back to the same thing you mentioned earlier the why mm-hmm. because we hear the music right and but it's like why are these you know how do these people think like why are they playing the way they play and so a lot of it's talking about you know shedding but also building an e-learning community space for all people to learn from each other too Ah, where you have that dialogue right and so I have a platform that um you know where we have all these musicians that are there you know people that are interested in all different you know type of arts and are learning from just conversation too you know beautiful so it's it's sort of a
0: way a way that you can actually for example find a mentor even
1: and it's and it's not
0: just jazz based then
1: yeah, it's, it's 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 it has a jazz foundation in terms of mm-hmm. the, the people that I call in and interview. But I interview all types of people, and we have things that are in there that are basically kind of a resource for people that are artists. And Amazing. you know, we're like an artist development kind of yeah. space. If you can look at it like that. And um, yeah, we're we're actually working on a few things right now. So Bahama was some of the things that you saw with you know some of our live events mm-hmm. and. Um, online we have like you know just we've been trying to push out digitally as well and so um yeah people can follow us on in the in the shed.live instagram um in the shed also on youtube and people can just see some more of our content okay. and Yeah, it's 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 exciting. exciting. Beautiful.
0: Well, I'll put and I'll put all of those in the well on the bottom of the screen here if you're watching, or otherwise in the bio, um, if you're doing looking at the um, if you're listening to us. So I'll have all of those those details there as well. And it it really is. It's beautiful. I just love the giving back side because as well. I think you even said on the day that in giving back, you get. You know you you grow too it's not it's never a one-way street so it's it's really beautiful and um yeah i'm so i'm so grateful to have you here and for you to share your time with me as well oh and i just wanted to ask quickly though as well but you are on can people listen to your first album already is it on yes
1: (laughs) actually that's a great point i'm glad you asked because people can listen to my first album true design Yeah, is is that on Apple Music, Spotify? Yeah, all streaming platforms, True Design, uh, Gift and Gentleman. And um, yes, you know, we had, uh, that was released in 2020. I recorded it at Sanctuary Studios as well in the Bahamas. with Amazing musicians from Juilliard um, and that are playing around the world right now. And the second one is going to be a similar set up with uh, my brother on drums and some of the musicians from New York as well. Amazing.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And when people listen to these, when people listen to a song, okay, now that this is for me, the dummy here. Say you're listening, say I'm listening to it on Apple Music. What's the most important thing? Is it that I download it? Is it that I share it? I. How do we extra support you?
1: I think... When people, I think it's just more about the streams. Like the more streams, the so the better. more times
0: you listen to it.
1: Yeah, the more times you listen to it, the better okay. on platforms. Um, I mean, obviously, sharing it is the same thing, right? Other people get a chance to, you know, play it as well. So just more about the plays on on streaming platforms, and then it's available like for purchase um, on iTunes or my website as well um com. so there's you know there's a bunch of different ways to you know get a copy uh but yeah it's 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 been out it's been out and you know it's like the it's like the first baby kind of thing you know it's like one of those things the first the debut kind of yeah
0: yeah. and you never want to forget that little baby (laughs)
1: even when the new ones come along yeah (laughs) it's very important to me and um it was a beautiful time you know it's a time where i was you know. I was playing with these musicians for quite some time, three years or so, and um, it felt like the right time to get these guys in, in, in the recording studio. And so we came to the Bahamas. You know, we played some shows, and we did we did a recording, and it was, it was a great time.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, and everyone. So please have a look up um, have a look up Gibbons music. Check him out on Instagram and in the shed, especially if you're into music, but like if you are a musician, but even if you're not, I really do think that you will get a lot from, from Gifton, you know, and, and watching your Instagram messages as well. You know, yeah, I was looking at how you were talking about flow and flexibility and all of these things that just, you know. I could relate to real life, <laughs> to, to the other part of life as well. So I think it's
1: meant, yeah, I think a lot of it is meant to help people, you know, find value and just
0: yeah, how,
1: how some of the masters are, you know, are, are are doing this stuff. Like, cause it, as you said, like, we're obviously like going through the same process of anybody else in a different field would take in terms of mastering a craft. Mm-hmm. So there are some, there's some like lot, like there's some commonality in terms of, the steps in doing that right yes it's not going to be specifically like the same like technicalities but in terms of the process of doing that that's where people that are not musicians and and are not musically inclined can still find value in it because you know it connects to life and you know and how do we go about doing something you know at at a high level
0: yeah beautiful thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening to this episode
1: i will see you again soon thank you give tim Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.